0: I'll coming back to you. The weekly review, yeah, the weekly review. To check it out, all the things that you're gonna do. The weekly review, it's
1: the weekly review. And James are you the weekly review. Whoa, whoa That's right, it's time for the weekly review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon one or two or many times, this podcast is for you. If you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. I am Jean McDonald, and I am here with my good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hey, James, how are you doing today? Um, Have you done your weekly review? And what's your inbox looking like?
0: Hi, Gene. I'm doing very well. Uh, my weekly review, I'm behind in. Um, it seems to have become a bi-weekly review as time okay. has passed. <laughs> um, but, um, but my inbox has been looking pretty good. I'm down to five email messages in my inbox.
1: Whoa, that's pretty dang good. Um Yes. So I have done my weekly review. um, And part of it was before I got to that point, I was like, I need to get to inbox zero. Um, I need to do it every so often. Because last week, I forget exactly the number, but my number of emails in my inbox was in the very low three figures, like 100 something. But this morning, when I looked at it, it was close to 400. And I was like, I am not going to podcast with that number (laughs) So, (laughs) so i worked on my email um using maelstrom uh i i do as i've mentioned before i also like maelstrom's uh ios app called chuck and that's pretty good for dealing with like little things here and there but what they don't have is the option to assign people to the block list so the the black hole of Mm. maelstrom and sometimes when i see that there's somebody in the list that that's what i want to do with them i'm like okay i'm gonna wait till i'm back on the mac and i'm gonna power through this on maelstrom so uh yes i did that and then um before i started it was at 396 it is now at 175 i feel very proud to have powered through that many but i really did want to get to zero um,
0: but that's pretty significant progress
1: yeah <clears throat> um, unfortunately, I did land on a few emails that made me you know say, oh, let me go deal with this thing while I'm um, in the middle of this and and that sort of spiraled into a <laughs> I am just a total loser at getting things done
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: Well, yes, I, I say that, but of course I am kidding. Nobody's a total loser, me included.
0: That's but- right, and there's vast empirical evidence that you get a lot of things done, Gina. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm I'm an empiricist if nothing. And the um yeah, the thing that That snagged my attention that I thought, oh, here's another outstanding thing that I could knock off while I am, you know, plowing through this email. And that was to take care of seat assignments for my trip next summer, which we talked about in last episode. If you missed it, um, sorry, then you're, you're not eligible for the 20 questions prize, which is guessing that I am going to Slovenia in July of 2019, and I've already made my reservations using my frequent flyer miles. and I need to make the seat assignments on certain parts of the trip because they don't do that um, directly at Alaska Airlines. So I thought, ooh, I will call up British Airways right now and make that seat assignment while I'm on hold with them. And at the end of my being on hold, during which I did plow through many emails, Um, I chatted with a very nice person there at British Airways who said, oh, you can just go do this on the website and we definitely need to have more information in order to make these seat assignments. And it'd be easier if you just do it on the website. And I'm like, you know how I feel about phone calls. So,
0: (laughs) Oh yes.
1: (laughs) I mean, it already was like, I should have done it immediately after I made the reservations, but no because picking up the phone and calling an 800 number and speaking to total strangers is just very low on my list of things i enjoy doing so i had waited a, a while but i thought okay i'll i'll do it now and then went back to he, one of the things he said was uh, yeah cuz we'll need your passport number and you know Uh-oh. other details and i'm like oh Crap. (laughs) And sure enough, I did go on the website because I thought, well, just because your passport's expired doesn't mean it doesn't exist, you know? And, um, but yes, of course, a computer web form would say, oh, this number that you put in doesn't compute. It is in the past. Therefore, you cannot make these seat assignment um, requests until we have a number that we like, which is something. That is currently valid. So my passport, which uh, has been expired for almost a year,
0: and uh, I am supposed to ask you every episode from now on. Yes, have you sent in your renewal for your passport, Jean?
1: No, I haven't, and I want you to continue to ask me. And today, I thought, ooh. I had a, uh, an appointment this morning and I thought, oh, maybe between that appointment and the time that I talked to James, I can get that passport, um, application out. So I don't have to say no, but that didn't happen. Um, and yeah, let's, let's keep tabs on that. And James, I do appreciate it. And then, no, it's not, um, it's not valid. And, when I looked at the online form, I thought maybe they'll let me through because I also have the global entry, right, which is valid until 2021. But, you know, no surprise there. They don't let you go anywhere with a passport. Without a passport. Uh, without a passport, even if your global entry is is totally in order. So I was like, great, I'm going to end up stuck in the worst seat because I didn't get my passport renewed and it's nobody's fault except my own.
0: And then it's one of those things where you say, I'll never ever do that again. And then somehow (laughs) at least I find I always do.
1: (laughs) I feel like
0: I did it again. What's so wrong with me?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, who knows, you know, those passports are good for 10 years Um, So I can't really predict what 10 years from now me will consider important.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. I've never had that situation with a passport, but I'm just talking about things in general Mm -hmm. where the situation you get yourself into is completely of your own problem. Like you made the problem yourself. Right. Even though you knew it was going to be a problem and for some reason you still couldn't bring yourself to do the thing (laughs) that would avoid it.
1: Which is a nice segue into uh, the topic that we wanted to get to today, um, which is this, you know, we wanted to talk about the state of our trusted systems. And I think both of us have made those kinds of vows that we would not let a system get out of whack now that we got it going. And some vows were kept and some vows were not. Um, But... Yeah, so this episode of the Weekly Review is pretty much our last episode before – not pretty much. It is our last episode before Christmas holidays kick off. And so we don't expect to have your full attention (laughs) between Christmas and New Year's. But right now we would like you to pay attention um, to thinking about how – how good your trusted system is, how, how much you trust it. Um, That is the kind of the hallmark of the trusted system is that you trust it. And um, you know, going back to my passport situation, I did have the passport paperwork ready to take to the post office weeks ago, weeks. Um, But the Thanksgiving holidays intervened, and I got to a point where I needed to do a quick you know, decluttering of my dining room and living room because I was having guests. And I did a thing that I said I was not going to do again, uh, which is use an actual box <laughs> to mm-hmm. collect everything and have it ready for me to deal with. So, um, yeah, months ago, I mentioned that every once in a while to get like our flat surfaces um, cleared off here, uh, I, I might say, okay, I'm going to put all, everything into a box, but then I will take that box and process it, sorry, process it like a good, you know, GTD person. And, but I think whenever I did it, I said to you, James, this is the last time I'm going to allow myself to do it. Well, I, I lied and I did it, um, right before Thanksgiving and in that box or so I thought was all my passport application stuff. So, you know, looking back prior to, to recording the show where I said, okay, I'm just going to clear my inbox. Oh, here's this, Here's this email from British Airways. Let me take care of that at the same time. Oh, you know, crap. I really do need to get that passport paperwork in. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I think it's in that inbox. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so um, I did text you and say, um, I need a few minutes before we can start recording because <laughs> I had gotten into the middle of the inbox. And I was like, damn it, I I don't see the thing in here. And then I found this other excellent place that I put it in. Uh, So I do have the application, the little photos, and my current passport, which is expired, ready to go. But I felt like I don't think, you know, again, like I said, I'm a loser when it comes to getting things done.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I also had a similar – so I recently my old computer bag that I travel with is kind of shot, so I got a new one. Mm. So I transferred stuff over and also pulled out all the junk that had accumulated over, I don't know, multiple years in the one. (laughs) I have no
1: idea what you're talking about.
0: Then I needed to (laughs) go away for a couple days and – didn't want to leave the stuff just strewn out on the coffee table. So it all got put into a bag. <laughs> <laughs> that And now I literally have an action item process bag of stuff that was in old computer bag. Um, but I haven't done it yet, even mm-hmm. though, well, I've only been home a day since my little trip. so. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think my trusted system is in pretty decent shape Mm -hmm. um I think I'm doing a mostly decent job of capturing things Mm -hmm. I'm doing not so great a job at a weekly review I find that it does turn into like a like a partial review but a full review like somehow every week seems um there always seems to be something that I feel is more important than doing it. And mm-hmm. then it kind of builds up for a couple of weeks. And then I'm like, oh, I really got to do a, a full review. And then I get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't find that I miss a lot, though, mm-hmm. in that the usually the stuff that I've marked um, is probably the stuff that I, I still feel like I should be working on. But it would be – it makes me wonder whether I have – because a like a project is supposed to be something that you're intending to do in the next 12 to 18 months. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, literally, that you you feel like you will be able to accomplish it. And I do get the feeling sometimes that maybe I have more, like a lot of my projects should maybe be in the someday or future bucket. Yeah. As opposed to this is an active project that I really am expecting to get anything done on in the next little while, like six weeks, six months. Um, Because if in my mind I know that I'm not going to do anything on it for the foreseeable future, it doesn't make sense to keep reviewing it. Right. Um, So that's kind of maybe one one adjustment like I need to – think about making or need to make in my trusted system is maybe I'm being too generous as to what actually should be an active project. Um, Even though there are things on there I'd love to get done, Mm -hmm. I'm probably not getting to them and I should be more realistic about that. Um, And then I think the other is that, um, like, it's interesting. You and I, since we use different tools to help us with our mail – you tend to end up with a lot more items in your inbox mm-hmm. whereas using sane mail i tend to have fewer th- like and week by week it it's it always occurs to me when we talk about our inbox sizes mm-hmm. um i usually have far fewer things in my inbox but then i have that sane later folder
1: mm-hmm.
0: where i have a lot of stuff <laughs> so i In a sense, I'm cheating a little bit, although Mm. Sane does do a really good job of the stuff that ends up in Sane later really shouldn't be in my inbox. Like most of it is, oh, I got a notification that, you know, my bank statement is ready or. Right. And so those are things I can look at and file or throw away very easily. But I have been finding that occasionally something important does slip through Mm -hmm. and I miss it um because it didn't put it in the inbox maybe i'm hearing from like somebody for the first time yeah um, and so i'm thinking that a part of my system that i need to get better at is really thinking of those mailboxes more as a little bit more like an inbox and trying to get those close to zero also
1: yeah i mean we you know we have talked about this as um regular listeners to the weekly review know we we love to talk about email and about our tools for that and that was kind of the deciding factor for me is that i was just letting so much go to sane later, and then never dealing with it. And now those things are coming into my inbox, but I see them and I say, Oh, I totally need to unsubscribe to this thing. Or, Oh, that's somebody I need to answer right now.
0: And another um, big change for me, and we had talked about it in more depth on a previous episode, was me giving a feed bin a try. Um, Oh, yeah.
1: I'm glad you brought that up because I've been thinking about that as well.
0: And um, so that, in essence, has become part of my trusted system where for a while, when I first was getting rolling, I was, you know, picking a few email subscriptions that I didn't necessarily need in my email client Mm -hmm. and making – Switching the subscriptions over, but then sometimes it would take a little while, like for it to happen, or I had to do it multiple times until it seemed to take. Um, so it wasn't like uh, it wasn't Feedbin's fault. It's just it seems to be the nature of email subscriptions um, that I did that for a number of them, and that's been working well. But mm-hmm. now I, as part of kind of trying to deal with the things coming into sane later is I need to take kind of another round or two of, of moving those, a lot of those items that clog up my email over to feed bin. Cause I still like getting, you know, special offers on things that you only get on the mailing list. Um, But I don't necessarily need it in my face all the time. So I, I now have a backlog of email subscriptions on Feedbin that I haven't read in a while, but I know they don't matter. Right. Right. I know that it's just, oh, I could have gotten 20%, 20% off something off. <laughs> one day, but yeah. uh, if I wait long enough, I'll get that again. <laughs>
1: um, it, it's interesting you brought that up because I, um, okay, here's an interesting app. I forget where I found out about it from. So whoever recommended it to me i'd love to hear from you but it's called bobby it's an ios app its icon is a little squirrel and what it does is uh it it lets you like log all the subscriptions that you have subscribed to and see how much you're spending every month or whatever um and, oh,
0: that kind of subscription.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so not the email subscriptions, but the th- subscribing to s- basically some kind of service online and mm-hmm. usually paying some amount of money, which seems small it, on its own, but when you add them all up, uh, it's kind of high. And I, th- I had been starting a spreadsheet for this myself, like I was just going to. I I wanted to do that as part of budgeting in general. But Mm -hmm. then somebody mentioned this app, and I thought, oh, let me try that. And it's very interesting. But one of the things that is on that list is Feedbin. I subscribed to Feedbin when you and I first talked about it. I thought I loved this idea of newsletters going into a reading app, basically, instead Mm -hmm. of going into an email app. But then I, I looked at what am I actually so far using it for, and there's only like one, two, three emails right now that are going to my RSS reader instead of to my mailbox. But you're pointing out what you're saying is reminding me, well, what if you were a little more brutal about the things coming into your inbox and making them go to Feedbin, because I was thinking of canceling Feedbin um, only because I already have Feed Wrangler, and that mm-hmm. doesn't end until October. And you know, for three emails, it's not really worth it. But I, I will do what you're doing and report back in January and say, okay, it's worth it or it's not worth it.
0: Yeah, and I currently have about 19 different email wow. subscriptions that go into Feedbin. Um, wow. And, but the nice thing is that, again, they they are so easily ignorable um, when I don't yeah. care about them. And then when I do, it's easy to just look through them or mark them as, you know, red. Mm-hmm. I can, it's easy to declare – uh, marketing email bankruptcy. (laughs) Um, so for me, I have found it to be, uh, and it also has changed the way that I'm using, like viewing the sites that I tend to visit often. Um, I think I've, I've saved a chunk of time by not just refreshing through a cycle of sites to see if anything new has shown up. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I've been very happy with, uh, Feedbin and then its companion, uh, like the app reader on mm-hmm. iOS and Mac, um, to actually access and be a native client for for the Feedbin feed. Um, and I guess one question I have for you in terms of the trusted system, yeah, is back about the middle of the year you declared OmniFocus bankruptcy. Yes, I did. And I was just wondering how your how you have uh, been coming back from that and building mm-hmm. essentially from scratch your trusted system as the year draws to a close.
1: <laughs> um, yes, that's correct. I uh, What I had realized is that the OmniFocus things that I set up a couple years before we started this podcast were not really relevant to me today. And the best way – for me to start using OmniFocus again was to just start over and bankruptcy. It was cool. <laughs> in fact, for the first like few weeks, it was like, I don't want to add anything to this because right now I have zero. <laughs> and that will never happen again once I start using it. But um, I think, you know, one, that was a good decision because otherwise it just – Didn't really make sense. I would be trying to shoehorn Mm -hmm. 2014 me into 2018 me. And that just didn't make sense. Even if I went in and tried to delete everything that I was never doing or thinking about doing, but, you know, whatever. Or the things that I had finished, you know, that wasn't really easy to just, you know, re – What's the word? You know, recalculate everything to yeah. the, to the present. So starting out from scratch was really good, and I would say that it is you know working out well for me because it's a trusted system. Because I I, I haven't put too many things into it. I, I mean, I'm still like using it kind of gingerly. Like I don't want to break it before I get. But so unfortunately, that does mean there's things that are either in my head or in other locations that I keep thinking, I should just put this into OmniFocus. So last week when we talked about the Slovenia trip, um, I mean, that got entered into OmniFocus a week ago. (laughs) But I've been thinking about it for months. And uh, I never put it into, you know, someday maybe or whatever. Or I never made a project called Research the Possibility of Going to Slovenia. Mm-hmm. I just went like, boom, now I have a Slovenia trip. And that's okay. You know, I, I think, uh, I like I said, I'm a little more leery of putting things in there and doing a brain dump. And I probably need to, you know, for And maybe that will be my 2019 thing is to get back to everything really being there and being more um, choosy about – well, not choosy isn't really the right word because the idea is, like, uh, you know, get everything out of your head.
0: Right, put it all in there.
1: But choosy about how I decide to label it or, you know, categorize mm-hmm. it or whatever so that would be good and you know omnifocus one of its great aspects is is the review option and i think being good at setting up the appropriate reviews for the things that are on your mind is mm-hmm. is, is a way to really do well with the Process and I haven't really done that so much, and I haven't really been using review. I've just been more going into projects and um, forecast, and I never use contexts anymore because I I do feel like contexts that were so important back in the day where you could be away from your computer and done with being on a line or whatever, like they breaking things down into like, do I have access to the internet or access to my computer are less meaningful these days.
0: I find that also sometimes it's uh, like, I, I find that like something that has to be done at home, but on the other hand, um, how do I put it? Usually just by, looking at the thing I know if it needs to be done at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, the tags that I tend to use most often are try to help me prioritize like things that I'm going to do next. Um, so they show up in my forecast as we've talked about in the past. But then I have uh, like on deck and soon, which mm-hmm. are just things that they're the first lists I'll look at once I get through the next items. Um, and those I'll change during a review, but they tend to be the things that I want to get done in that approximate order. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would also say that I'm still keeping things in my head, yeah, uh, far longer than I than I should, and possibly the reason I am not doing the weekly review weekly is maybe I'm keeping a chunk of things in my head. And just working off of that instead of referring back to the system as often as I should. Mm
1: -hmm. Or as
0: often as would be useful. Um, But again, we're not gurus. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so we're just, we're, this has so far been a really interesting process of um, kind of thinking about not only getting things done in life, but also thinking about and mulling over the process of how I am getting things done mm-hmm. and what is working and what isn't working. Um, it's nice to kind of always have that kind of meta level of analysis going, which I think this trusted system idea um really encourages you to do.
1: If I I had to say trusted systems, James, you and I have done a podcast every week since we said we were going to do one weekly. So everything else that we haven't done on a weekly basis, whatever, we have done this podcast. And that makes me feel, hey, you know, we get things done.
0: That's right. We get at least one thing done every week.
1: (laughs) So... Uh, Well, you know, with that, I think we should wrap up unless you have anything else to add.
0: No, I think we've uh, covered that topic nicely for today.
1: Yeah, me too. I think it was a good idea. And yeah, what I wanted to say is my trusted system is you and our podcast, because I know if I tell you, remind me about this every podcast, that is going to be a weekly reminder. (laughs) That's right. <laughs> so that's really, you know, if nothing else, this podcast has given me a, a bulletproof way not to forget something important. Uh, <laughs> Although
0: I really want last, next week to be the last time I ask you about your passport.
1: <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. So let's get back to getting things done. Listeners, you can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog, we are at the weekly review, and on Twitter, we're at weekly review FM. It would be great if you would rate or review this podcast. It helps new listeners find us, and we really do like getting your feedback. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks.
0: You got some things you want to get done, and still enjoy being a bit of organizational fun a lot of things you gotta do You'll think about them all in the Weekly Review The Weekly Review